0: Good evening, people. Welcome to 21 Questions. I am your host, I And if this is your first time joining us, this is put on by the Sit Down UK. Okay, And the Sit Down UK is all about empowering uh, and curating, empowering um, and inspirational stories and conversations. So since last year, we've been doing that. Uh, We've been back to back every Thursday, 9pm, since March 2020, since lockdown hit. And what we've been trying to do is create a series of conversations that you can listen back on um, and just glean so many great gems of wisdom from. So if you want to do that, feel free to jump onto our IGTV and you can watch Seasons 1, you can watch Season 2. There's at least 50 plus episodes um, from amazing people in our community doing amazing things, so please do, if you want to, check that out. Um, We are going to be starting up our events again now that the lockdown is opening. So if you do want to be uh, in the know of when we have our dates, when we have our tickets available, please click the link in our bio, join our mailing list, okay? We are only having 200 max, 200 members on that mailing list. After that, it's closed. So if you want to be in on tickets and come to our live events, click the link in our bio, join our mailing list and be part of the special, the Elite 200, all right? Um, now I'm going to dress the elephant in the room, elephant in the room right now, is I got a haircut, Woo! finally after how many months, big up Diallo, big up Ernest, my people, my barbers, um, doing me up fresh, 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 uh, but yeah, I normally wear a hat all the time, but for, let's come fresh, let's come fresh today, uh, today we are going to be raising charity, uh, raising money for an amazing charity, Mind Charity, uh, who are involved in helping people with mental health Providing resources, providing information. So, if you do want to get involved, please, what we're trying to do each week is to pick a charity uh, and to get people to give, get people to get involved. So, it's not just take, 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 but give, give, give back. Okay? So, if this is something that is close to your heart or you understand what they do, uh, Mind Charity are all about providing resources, providing information to help people on their mental health journeys. If you want to donate to that, click the function at the bottom. Uh, and if it's £2, £3, £4, £5, whatever it is, uh, whatever you feel can be of assistance to them, feel free to give. Alright. Without further ado, we're going to join our guest uh, today, Marvin Harrison, um, an amazing gentleman um, who had led an amazing movement with do Black Dance, but is an amazing individual in himself, and we're going to unpack his journey. So if you do have questions during the course of the interview, drop a question at the bottom of the screen. And then we'll go through it as we go through the normal question. Alright, Marva, let's come over to you. How you doing, bro? Hey, bro.
1: hey what's going on, man? <laughs>
0: I'm good. This is a good setup. Whoa, this. What is this?
1: No, I had to go in. <laughs> I needed the the noise cancelling <laughs> levels today. Can we just talk about how smooth you are right now, bro? You was doing a whole smooth vibey take just then.
0: What? What did? What was I doing?
1: It was like jazz radio when you were doing your intro, bro. It's just instrumental on YouTube, How <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. It's like, it's so calm. I was like, I was probably getting lulled in. I was just like chilling. I got comfortable. I adjusted in my seat. Oh, jokes. How are you doing today? Good, man. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on a on a put- I'm working on something that I'm not good at right now. So my mind is really tuning into. Uh, every time I do it, it's a real energy drain because I'm, like, putting everything in it to make it anything good. It's just... It's one of those things, man. Are you you you
0: you allowed to divulge what it is? Not yet. Not
1: yet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: How am I? Um, Well, my daughter started to do some amazing sleep regression. So my sleeping has been uh, abysmal. So I'm tired. I've been tired throughout the day. But, you know, these lives always... uh, they rejuvenate, so, mm. um, you know, emotionally, physically, everything, so I thought, let's do it, and yeah.
1: I'm sure. How old is she now? Two. two. Yeah, it goes through phases, bro. I think they just realise that you're just, like, round the corner, and then they yeah. start they start gassing up a little bit and wanting to get involved <laughs> more. Um, there's a the kind of awareness that they have, Cause with the, and the thing is, there's a point where they are so quick and, like... My son now is too tired at seven thirty to fight me. Very rarely does he fight Whoa, me. Just, 7.30, that's a good time. He, he listen, seven thirty is just like bed. And so <laughs> but but because he runs around from basically seven AM, he's just shared. And I think that, that's when it's that's when it's gangbusters.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it doesn't last forever because there's a point where they're gonna wanna play FIFA until two AM. But like for now <laughs> we have got this like analogue, I'm gonna go play outside tiredness, which is like amazing.
0: Love it, love it. Um, well, welcome to 21 questions. Um, you got 21 questions or more that are going to be asked. Uh, you have one pass card, so if there's a question that you don't want to answer,
1: you can use your pass card. I know in... there's only one area where I'm just passing, <laughs> wherever, wherever i know. other that, I'm down. Oh, I'm okay. not going to tell you, but other than that, I'm super okay. <laughs> down, I'm open, but there's one area where I just like pass, <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: in our sit, we've had about 60 plus episode. I think it's only been used once. Really?
1: Mm. People are really transparent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I
0: don't <even> feel bad. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to everyone who's joined us to 21 Questions. Uh, this is put on by the Sit Down UK. Uh, we're going to be starting our events up hopefully in the next month or so. So, join our mailing list, man. Come on down. We'd love to see you. But without further ado, let's get into it. Um, we're going to start with a quick fire round. Um, don't think too much about it. These are just going to come off the top of your
1: head. Boom. That defeats, that defeats the object of my whole planning to say <laughs> no to something it. It's just like, oh shit. I said it <laughs> like, Rihanna, oh. oh. <laughs> uh, favorite
0: song on Usher 8701?
1: Oh, uh, you don't have to call. You
0: know how to... Oh, yeah, that video is amazing.
1: Listen, the video made me... Listen, if any guy <laughs> of my age didn't sing that tune... Come on. In the boogie tonight... <laughs> yeah, that, if you didn't do that, you weren't, you weren't cool.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know for a fact, if I was in a real gang, my real gang would have been like a singing, dancing gang. It would have been that. I would have been that guy.
0: Come on. I sure that, that video is... I could do some of the moves.
1: I if you something. could do any of the moves, you're gangbusters, bro. I can't... <laughs>
0: <laughs> second question pick only one UK versus. what what, what your one UK verses would you love to see
1: uh, I actually mapped out all the verses that I did want to see
0: yeah I saw one it was, it was amazing you had like a good, good list
1: I can't remember who I put on there the, uh, I think it was like whoever I put Kano with I'd Ooh. actually I'd see Kano and Gets actually wow it, it would be a bit weird because I think Kano has more song songs yeah um, in the early part of his career. But I just, I'd just i like to see them just bar back to back, yeah, just for yeah. the sake of it. He's got, he's got the best 36 or 64. I love
0: it. Uh, Favourite life
1: quote? Mm, these are really good questions because I don't have anything. Um, what did I see the other day where... I've been posting a lot of quotes recently, so there's a couple that really resonate with me. But there was something about... Uh, growth. like growth is just quite isolating. So I can't remember what, exactly what it was, but it mm. was just like, you got to do that journey alone. Mm. Um, and I, it's funny because I'm in a loner stage right now. Like I'm just isolating because I know there's something I've got to figure out. And... we you've got COVID? No, no, no. Just okay. in general. Just like COVID. when... I think, I think, yeah, like when you're, you go through life and obviously I love people, so I'm always around people. But when I'm going through a particular growth stage, like mm. I go to the mountains okay Um, just shut up. yeah i'm in the mountains because i think there's just things that i got i got a review and i think it's just important i can't you know stagnate so there was something about isolation and growth that i just find really powerful it really resonated with me Mm -hmm.
0: and is that oh you're you're making me go into it already but is that
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry is
0: that something that you is that something that comes upon you or is that something that you strategize and plan out so in your mind, you're thinking, you can see the trigger points and you're like, oh, it's mountain time or there's something happening and you're like, oh, well, I'm actually in it. I need to go to the mountain.
1: It always happens, bro. You know what's funny, Yeah, is that every time I think I've got something together, I don't. <laughs> so I succumb to the process in a way where like, I listen to like, what's what's being said and, and, and what's delivering, what shows up in my life. I listen mm-hmm. to it, man. And yeah. so, transformation is painful as hell and you you know, like if you intentionally do work, it, it, you can uh, uh, push through certain boundaries, but then you have to go back into life. You can't do it. In, you can't do it out in a corner and be like, "My new way of being is to never spend time with anybody." <laughs> then you're just like, you just you know, um, but I think uh, my challenge was just boundaries. I never really had any, mm. and so it's now become about. But then, but then you have to be mindful that you don't create walls. <laughs> and then you're isolated but yeah. you also don't just like you know go there and just like reveal shit that doesn't need to be revealed so it's just a balance of you know who i am mm. versus who i need to be
0: mm. um, oh my gosh what a journey that is a journey
1: mm.
0: um favorite scene in wedding crashes
1: oh brother it's the funeral crashes brother he's like <laughs> humping and he's like uh, 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 like that for me is, is like dark comedy to the highest. Like, I feel like some, I, I just was speaking to Masito and uh, Marvin, and they were like, So, what, like, if you, if you did, you, did you want to be a rapper? And like, what was the bar that you had that you tried to rap? And I was like, I don't have none of that. But comedian? Oh, uh, wow. I would, listen, I, I don't have a joke. I've not written a joke. Yeah. But I think I'm that level funny. Like, I feel like <laughs> in my life, I am hilarious. And I don't know if people like laugh at me because, like they feel like they might not get paid or something, but like in the in reality, I feel like I'm funny and I won't I won't stop for no one. I don't care if you agree or not.
0: Did you ever have an opportunity to do that at that Sunday show?
1: No. Listen. No. So what was really funny? Yeah, the, the way I kind of started in events was quite interesting. So I had a mentor, Carl Ramsey. I think you might have met him as well. Okay. Can't do you know Carl Ramsey? Carl Ramsey. So yeah, Carl Ramsey. I actually think I met him. That's how I met you. I came to KICC. With Carl him, Ramsey. and you, you were rapping, and I was like, "Why are you making God so cool? Like, what's going on, bro?" And so that's how I first met you. Anyway, so Carl, so so Carl Ramsey was like, um, he he he's just someone that mentored me and and kind of showed up. So he, he's the one that kind of got me introduced to it. Mm. But I, I I know I know my limitations. That's <laughs> a thing that I have learned over the years is not to stand in places that I shouldn't be.
0: Uh, favorite Sega Mega Drive game.
1: Uh, Streets of Rage. Mm. Streets of Rage. Like we used to call for the backup, and it was Gangbusters. Oh my <laughs> lord! Ah, uh, like that. Just to press the button, there's like. Yeah. yeah, ah, yeah come on, have, have, you got, have, you, have you got Have you got Mega Drive? i got nothing, bro. I don't, I don't have a single computer game. I don't really? even have a game. I have nothing. I don't even have games on my phone.
0: Are you just, you're not that type of person?
1: I, I used to be historically, and, and I feel like most of the things that I was traumatized with as a child are recreated into my life, but I, I haven't really bothered. I used to love a good game of ISS. Ooh, <laughs> like, promotion. Inter, international superstar soccer. Are you mad? I used to, like, I used to spend hours on that thing. <laughs> And when Ronaldo first came out of his bald head, and he was just like long range, top corner from everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I used to love playing football on it, but I think my affinity to football changed and I think <laughs> oh, gaming went with it. You went with it,
0: okay. Uh, what was your last happy moment?
1: Right now, bro. Right now. I, I've, I've, yeah, I've had like three belly laughs already since I got here.
0: They were authentic. <laughs> love to hear that. Uh, last book you bought that you are still yet to read.
1: So I'm one of those people that buys a lot of books of intent and never reads a single yeah. one. So I, I genuinely, <laughs> authentically have about 20 books, all by like people that I know, my friends, like amazing black authors. I think the closest two that I've got to read is Afterwards like and Akala's. Uh, I read a little bit of Reggie's, a little bit of Wiley's, a little bit of Targets, mm. um, but I've never. I just don't complete books. I'm an audio learner, so I usually put uh, on some sort of audio and then just run around the house. My favourite book at the moment is Untethered Soul. I listen to that okay. often.
0: Okay, okay. Audio, audio over... I like, you know what I like? I like the books because I make notes in the books. Mm. But, you know, you have to... You know when you're reading a page and then you realise that you just read something but you didn't even...
1: Internalise it
0: so you got to read the whole thing again. Yeah. So, and I think because of the lockdown, before I was travelling to work, so it was easy. Now, mm. you know, you've actually got to find space. It's difficult, it's difficult. Um, when did you last cry and why?
1: I cry all the time, bro. Um, <laughs> what did I cry for last? Probably. Uh, do you know what? It's the film Chef. The film Chef with uh, John Favreau. Okay. There's a that. moment in it where so John Favreau is basically a chef Mm. he gets fired from his like high maintenance restaurant but he was like one of those chefs that was like critiqued well written about you know people loved him Mm. and he's now been in this place for a while and so he 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 starts to get like stale and then then this blogger comes in and says I'm going to go check out this person's new restaurant he comes in and he wants to do all this fancy stuff but the owner's like absolutely not so then he argues with him and then they finally end up quitting and then the blogger just critiques him anyway and takes, mm. rips him a new one. So now he's like, depressed and then he goes to the other side of the, the country somewhere. He gets a food truck and him and his son are now on this journey to drive the food truck back to L.A., I think it is. And there's just some beautiful moments, like son and father moments, that are so like pure and simple. But then it made me really realise how absent little things like that were in my life. Like Mm. I never really had those moments. And so there's one moment where he like they go and get these things called beignets together, which are basically like a donut. And he's been talking about them throughout the whole film. So they go and do that, do some other stuff, come back, and they get back and then there's like a queue outside the like the, the truck and so everyone's just like he's like oh my god i can't believe it let's go so he's like going through he's like i wonder how they got here and the son's like he's like eight or something he's like oh i tweeted it and he's like what do you mean you tweeted it what's that what would you do because he's like a technophobe and then he shows him how he tweeted him and he took amazing pictures of the food and that is a massive cue and it's just this moment where he realizes that he, ha- he can have a business and a career outside of that shop and it like comes real to him and he's like that's my son my son did that to Ooh. me he's, he's so amazing and he's just so like um overruled by what his son had done to create that it just was really like a beautiful moment i i i, I, cried. Yeah, I was, cried i was i was i was with my friend and i was just like yeah man like it's mad isn't it? <laughs> mad <laughs> you know your nose flare just mad.
0: oh it's uh, not hold on let me get
1: my charger hold on yeah, yeah yeah so for everyone listening i cry all the time and i think i think it's like important for if, if you feel that way, to do it, it's like a tool, man. You just let it out if you feel it. Because otherwise, this is why people become monsters, because they don't Yeah, sometimes, you it. know,
0: there's certain films or even songs that will just uh, just catch you unawares. you just be like, I don't know, you're watching something. And you're like, whoa, that's triggered me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like a little memory. So it's, it's, it's a lot of films and stuff. I always cry at Pursuit of Happiness. Oof, don't start with uh, that. It's, it's the scene where he, where he gets the job and he walks out and he's clapping his hand Ooh. and walking through the crowd. Because I think every guy knows that feeling of, like, I can now provide for my family and oh, um, what God. that means. So that always gets me. The, but um, in that
0: same film, the one that gets me is the bathroom.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Where he's just, like, he's scared and, like, but, like, I've got to do this. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the pain of black men, only black men really understand. And I, and I don't mean to be dismissive, but like, there's, a, there's a fabric of understanding you know, what you go through to try and uh, you know, create for others. So, mm. so it's, <laughs> a, it's a good thing. And also, Arsenal will make me cry at least once a week. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm
0: lucky. <laughs> I'm a glory hunter. So I have no problem.
1: What does that mean? you support Man United, or have you just changed who, who, teams?
0: And whoever, whoever's on top, that's who I support. Oh, uh, no,
1: we can't talk about football. It's fine. That's question. It's cool. It's cool. We'll it. just, sorry. I tried to go down this road and I was like, no, it's connected.
0: <laughs> Give me one conversation that has changed your life for the better. Uh,
1: I feel like I've always had an, an interruption by a man at a, at a particular point in my journey. I've had two very powerful mentors, Carl Ramsey and Richard Antwey. Oh, and at, bo- at different times, they've, they've just provided that little piece in my life that I just didn't have. Mm. And so um, a lot of my later development has been more formal in like therapies and coaching frameworks and that type of stuff. But my earlier frameworks were just like, you know, seeing an example of anything and just pretending to emulate them. Um, and so Carl Ramsey just taught me about you can be black, conscious and powerful in a way that i didn't know so he was like around flowetry at the time i think okay. he was like a part of their uh three plus one group him darwood that's where i know black jesus from there's a guy called nolan uh, but also like melvin and ricky was around femi oh, wow. who does iag knee um, old who's uh Adarte, who's and um do dads as well there was just a group of men uh, people really that were just incredible creative smart powerful people and i didn't know they existed up until then i only knew what was on my estate so they showed me a lot and then um uh richard anthony was like the first person i saw be black successful and clean and when i mean clean i don't mean like just illegal money i mean like clean as a person Mm. like he's just so smooth to the point like i used to um you know, when we used to sit down, I used to just stare at him. I don't, I, I don't think I actually was very <laughs> useful to him in any way, shape, or form. But I was like, You exist. Yeah. Like, yeah. smart black man from a, a state go on to Oxford and be mm. clean hearted and dope. And um, at the time, I was doing Sunday show, and like every week, you know, you get paid cash. So like, you know, I was frying money on the bed, and like, I was like, Oh, that's another week, and just like, whatever. And he, he challenged me, man. He was just like, What, what else can you be? Like, what do you want to do? And we sat down and we came up with some really cool ideas. And, you know, I feel like for that two, three years that I was around him, I just learned a lot about being a person, actually, and refining my, um, like, sophisticating my my approach to business. So I'm eternally grateful to both of them, man.
0: I'm Richard, man. Rest in peace, man. Okay, well, you made it through the... Quick fire round like work. That was that was easy for you.
1: I spoke way too much for a quick fire round. So I'm sorry. I just destroyed your concept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go from the start. Let's look at um happiest, one of your happiest memories in childhood. That you ah
1: brav Uh this is the kind of shit that I was gonna pass on. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh so so it's interesting. I I think my Best times was when me, my brother, and my sister. So, the shouts to my youngest sister who wasn't born yet. But I, I didn't even
0: know you had siblings.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. I had, like an only child, that's why. But like, um, <laughs> me, me, my brother, and my sister used to just play games. It was so free and happy. I don't know if you remember this TV show called Go Getters. Yeah, Go Getters. So go-getters was like, they'll set you a task and you get in a van and you've got to drive around. Kind of like how apprentices with their like tasks, yeah. where it's like, go get these <laughs> items. It's a bit like that. So we used to pretend that shit in our, in our living room. So bearing in mind, we would take our, you know, you used to have a three-piece sofa. So you had the long two, three-seater. Yeah, two ones. And you had the two. Yeah. So they, we'll, we'll somehow pick them up, put one on top of the other one, get inside it and pretend that we we're in a car. This is, and we're like. Wait, you put the eight the, to eleven. You would put the... so small sofa, single chair one, yeah. armchair one with armchair two, yeah. and put it on each other upside down. On one top. upside down, and one on top. Yeah, yeah. So it created like a shell that yeah. you can get inside of, <laughs> and we would just pretend to drive around. Emergency, <laughs> emergency! <laughs> you good. need to go and get, and we would run upstairs. Go get some shower gel and bring it back. Like we played this game in our heads, and I think it was the purest mm. time ever because it was just about imagination and fun there was no objective an objectiveless um life has always been sold as something as a negative as an adult but i think it's like amazing just to be free yeah. free to be yeah yeah. so that, that's probably my, my happiest time and I, I don't really remember my teens to be honest i don't know why but i have a, a black hole in memory of just mm-hmm. like 11 to 16 17 i remember nothing bro.
0: you know I, was, I remember i interviewed um jamie and he said similar the same thing that him Skepta, Julie, all of them, their power when they were young was their imagination. So they would create, if they didn't have it, they would create it. Mm. And I think that's what we, as we get older, it's the struggle to hold on to, you know, that creative child that can just create from nothing and, and yeah. be, be free in that. No objective, not to sell, not to put on Instagram, but just just to be free, just to be free.
1: Yeah. So I feel like we know too much as adults, and I think that's, mm. that's a part of the problem.
0: Yeah. So I, I walked my daughter to, the, to Tesco, and she goes a bench, and I said, oh, do you want to jump? And so we got onto the bench, and she jumped the first time. I was like, oh, great, well done. I was like, and then we were going. But then she wanted to go back because she'd seen a girl go past us and go and do the same thing. Mm. I was like, okay. So she went back when she got to the edge. The first time I helped with my hand, Mm. the second time I thought, okay, let me see if you can just do it. The moment she was like, whoa, there's a height difference between the floor and this thing. She was like, I don't know. And And it just showed me that yes, she had just sucked in the information of, oh my gosh, I could fall. Mm. I could and fear came and that, you know, disint this kind of disorientated. But yeah, like you said, like that that knowledge that we have, we know so many things, it prevents us from just being just just being, man, just being. Um okay, in in you know, in past in past interviews I've heard you talk about uh love, like plugging the gap the gaps, like love from your mum's particular Particularly, mm. and you know, you're raised through from a lot of raised around a lot of strong women with love plugging the gaps. And there's a part you mentioned where your motherly love sometimes you forgot how much your mum had done that she had done, mm. you know, and her love had really plugged all these gaps. But you forgot what woke you up to what she had
1: done and, and the things that she kind of I think I've, I had? have a woman in my present to be honest. Mm. I, I've always been surrounded by like amazing black women and not in like a performative sense. They just are mm. like it's, it's been something that I would say it's intentional, but it's also subconscious. I, I naturally just have a, a drive and affinity to the energy. Mm. And I, and I it's, I've been that way since the beginning of time. And so I think for me, what it is, is like I, I equate the feminine energy to like nature and in many ways, You know, it's almost like you're 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 looking at an incredible view, Um, and so I think when I when I when I have those people around, it inspires things that I can't I can't get in masculinity, Mm. Um, and so being being around them and listening to them, you know, shouts to Leanne from Dope Black Women. I always credit her to a large part of my awareness at particular points um another friend of mine, kimberly Hitchin, um like being around nina like nina's just a light like she doesn't you know she doesn't carry anything with her day-to-day she's just a light um and then when they used to tell me about their challenges i used to be like yeah i know it's tough isn't it but like slightly not really listening <laughs> and then um i think this is one day where they where they, they really just like I just, I just heard a conversation and I was like, shit, you really have to make a lot of considerations for your existence like, mm. that I would never think about. Mm. Um, and then um, one day when I was walking my son, so my son must have been like two weeks old, and, uh, and we, had, we hadn't left the house yet. We were shit scared. We were like, you, you know, you, know like you don't even breathe next to your child. You're like, <laughs> yeah. And so um, I, I, Nina was tired. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my kids out, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him out. I don't care. I'm going to go for it. So I went out. <laughs> and I, I'm walking on the pavement and this is when I realised like, how trash Hackney is because the pavements were so knobbly <laughs> and bubbly it was driving my then like, if you wake my child yeah, I'm going to write child. a stern letter <laughs> to the council like, I, turned, I turned it to a Karen and so um, I get to my mum's house which is 15 minutes away and then I'm setting up and then we just get into this conversation and I'm just like I, the stuff I just didn't know the stuff I didn't know I thought, I thought she was just like always happy because she smiled and the, the, you know she was always vibing. And there was times where she cussed us out and was, you could tell she was stressed. But I think, by and large, she was happy. She was the epicenter of our family. So mm. I, I wasn't aware of the, the, the level of impact and the things that she had gone through. Mm. And then when I listened to her for one evening, it changed my life. I've now changed the way I interact and the way I, I connect with people. All those things had to be redesigned because it it's just not healthy. Yeah. Like we, we have to really... <clears throat> hold ourselves to account as men about the impact that we create for, for women. Mm. Um, and it's funny because um, uh, when, when Noel Clark got out, outed as a, as a whatever, I don't know what the actual word is, but all that story came out about him. Um, a couple of women rang me and was like, where do you think the men are right now? And I was like, I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like many men don't know the crimes that they've done. So they don't want to stand up and yell at another man okay. about his things because then you've got to stand in your own decision-making over the last 15, 20 years. Wow. If people are going back to like when you're like, yeah, you were 15 and you like grabbed my boob, you know, how many men can sit there and be like, they've never done anything. They never kissed somebody without full consent. They never, you know, crossed their boundaries. You never kissed their cheek. You never held their hand. You never mm. did anything. You can't, it's a hard thing to consciously be aware of and stand next to. So I think a lot of people leave the conversation and just, I just don't want to, I don't want anything to do with it. But I think I think my thing is like, um, I, I, I have to be prepared to, 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 to fail and get it wrong. Mm. And, and, and it's, a, it's a high cost. I got stuff to lose. Like, it's not like, you know, I'm just a dude. I've got stuff to lose. But I do feel like there's something about just owning the space. And not not, not in like an entitled way, like, yeah, if you told me, it, like I'm genuinely submitting to the process that I, I may have got an interaction wrong mm. with somebody over the years. And I, in fact, I want to hear about it. You know, some of the people that I just had normal interactions with that didn't go well, I, I used to ring them and just be like, I'm sorry, man for my contribution to the thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: it's not really about like you know you were wrong because you said it's just like i contributed to that i was a part of that we fell out and it, and that's not okay so yeah. and you know and, and I, I think there's one person um, um who i know who just cried and was like Do you know what actually that event changed my life quite a bit and it was the beginning of quite a lot of negative things that happened mm-hmm. for me and so just to even just to have you say that was really powerful It wow. made me realize how much impact I can have as an individual in someone's life. I, I don't like, you know, and maybe you have a little bit, this is too, but I have a real thing of like, I don't think I mean anything. And it's, it's mad because I, I do so much, but I don't walk around with a like, yeah, I'm Marvin, I can, and I am. and I d-. It doesn't even enter my brain even for a second. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I miss uh like I, I overshoot or i undershoot myself mm. and so i you know I, I that can be possible you can't impact people without meaning it yeah. without trying to be like intentional so it's just the thing that i've become aware of man yeah yeah i hear that
0: mate marcella mentions here accountability is key for forgiving self and giving peace to the person that may have been affected yeah mm. definitely i think there's something in what you said about um Something that kind of also alludes to like male privilege that we have, and I didn't. I only read that. I don't only woke to it like a couple of years ago. But just like you said, there are things that we do as men that are second nature. But a woman will have to go through so many processes in her mind before even thinking of it. And I remember watching one interview. A woman said, um, "A man might say he wants to go jogging right now, 9:30 p.m. Just just sit down the road. Just go for a quick jog. Go for a quick jog." but a woman will have to analyze and, and digest what do I wear? Where do I go? It's just so different. And I think it's that element of stepping in those shoes, hearing those conversations, not even having to defend anything, but just hear how it is, or how to live on the other side. You know?
1: mm. It's really powerful, man. It's really powerful.
0: Um, you, um, I remember we did a photo shoot and... Um, with all the dope like dance and everything. And I remember you brought your son,
1: was it your son you bought?
0: Was it both your children? Probably.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: And I just remember, i would just observe you because I remember that like, Blake wanted to, um, they would take a shot and they had placed Blake in a certain way, but he wanted to sit a certain way. And you were like, and I remember you said, oh, do you want to sit this way? Okay, you want to sit this way. Oh, you want to stand? Okay, you want to stand. and From a father's point of view, I observed and thought, "Wow, like it was so accommodating." Whereas Mm. from our culture, especially from the kind of the black diaspora, there's no accommodation. This is how (laughs) we (laughs) sit. The man over there's taking a picture. Sit down, be quiet. And I just want to ask, in terms of your parenting and, and just being being a father, what are the joys that you've found in Blake? What are the joys that you've found? in being a father to Ocean, and also uh, the hardship.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I think being a parent is the most transformative thing I've ever experienced, because I, I believe in myself enough that I can create anything from anything. I would have a fearless attitude. Parenting doesn't operate on that frequency, because children <laughs> yeah. are, so, are so honest. They're not, they're not here to serve you. They're not, they're not here for your imagination. They don't care about your fears. They don't care about your lack. They don't care about your embarrassment. They're not here for that. They're their own people in their own right. And so there is no manipulation with children. There is literally like you, you have to tap into something else. And so, you know, for Blake, I, I channel my inner self. Like, what did I need at five? And yeah. I listen to that a lot. And so I listen to him because he tells me. I, I feel like he's, he's a person today. And I think that's always slightly underrated. You know, Mm. I think we believe our children. Like I'm gonna feed you with what I know. It's like he he's living his life in real time. He knows stuff. Mm. He'll tell me. The thing about Blake here is that he's got the best of me and Nina, but actually quite annoyingly so because he's very very process driven. So, like, if we tell him the next three steps of the things we're going to do, we can't, we, can't, we can't defer from that. Like, no, 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 no. You told me we're going to do this, this, and this. Or you told me not to yell yeah, when you're yelling, man. Daddy. You're like, you're like oh, he, man. he holds me to account to the highest order. And when I see myself come back at me through him, it's humbling. So, <laughs> I have to be on my job. With me, Ocean is... She has my lion, my inner lion, mm-hmm but with the, the softness of what Nina has. And for me that you can do, you can do whatever the hell you want when you, when you have that. Like when you know when to engage your lion, you're not scared of it, you know when to activate it. She's, she's something else. She, her wisdom at three wow. is wild. Really? So you know, like, and I'll be honest yeah there used to be like, you know, sometimes you hear, that a child might go missing. Mm. And you'll see the parents and they'll be like, I knew her, she's this, she was that. And I used to look at it and be like, how much could you know at three? I- I'm probably 15 at the time. I don't know shit. So like, I'm just like, but when you have your own children, they- they're here. Mm. They're here. It's so beautiful. So my-, my-, my wins are just, I get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Like I get to experience like the truest form of love I've experienced ever in my life grow in front of my eyes. And I think the hardest part, is to not do some of the overbearing stuff that historically uh, my my intuition is to fix manage I, I just coach. I'm a coach. Yeah. That's all I do. I'm just pep on the sidelines. And like, you know, I I'll tell you the story real quick. My so my son, every Thursday I take him karate. So on a Wednesday he's like up and I'm like, listen, bedtime. <laughs> yeah. It's nine thirty PM <laughs> He's got school, then karate. I'm like, listen, it's bedtime. He's like, nah nah, nah nah nah. He's like, no, nah, Marv, nah I'm not going to bed. Nah 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 <laughs> doing all this, yeah. And so I said, Bro, if you don't, if you don't go to bed, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you a, a real lesson right now. It's like I'm not joking. And he goes, No, he's like voice noting me. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, nah. So i go, like, all right, cool. I said, if you don't go to bed right now, you're going to regret it in the morning. Okay. So obviously that sounds like from, from our realm, but we don't have that relationship. So he's not thinking I'm going to beat his ass. So I get there in the morning. I arrive at 7 a.m. No. See, so yeah, at 7 a.m., I wake him up. I go fill a, two, a five liter bottle that you use for gym with water. And he's doing incline running. He's doing 20 laps. And so I, bro- I was like, go, go, go. And he got to 10 and he was like, he tried to collapse on me. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm coaching him. I'm just like, listen, yeah. We had this conversation yesterday. Yeah. You, I told you what was going to happen. I'm here today to let this happen right now. You've got to do your inclines. And so he just takes a deep breath and he goes and does his rest. So he's, he does the 20 of them. And then his sister's like, you know, he, she does 10 because she's like, I'm going to help you. So she's like doing it together. And, I'm, and then like, the next so then I, I, later on the evening I'd come back to go take him to karate, and he's like, "I'm tired," and I'm ringing him. He's not answering. He's like canceling my calls. <laughs> oh my! And so I get there. And I'm like, "Why are you not answering my calls?" He "Because I didn't want to go, and I know you'll make me." And I was like, "Oh, okay, this is interesting." So I'm sitting there talking to him. I was like, "Look, I tell you what: you don't have to go if you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. We pushed you this morning. We took. We learned some lessons, mm-hmm. but you have to understand: <laughs> next week, there is karate time but you also have to go bed on time and he he doesn't play now so at, when oh, it's wow. bedtime he just goes he's like no dad because he understands there's a consequence to the inaction or the inaction and i feel like you know i wanted lessons delivered to me like that mm-hmm. like in little ways and i just i didn't get it so you know from the lens of a man that's only a dad would do that by the way like, you don't listen to me, you're going to do incline running like <laughs> at 7am in the morning, and I'm going to wake you up. That's a dad thing to do, man. But, like, it was done with love, mm. like, real love and coaching. And so it, it didn't feel like punishment to him. Mm. He was just being pushed. And I feel like, you know, I, I, the barrier between, like, pushing them and it being like, almost, like, abusive is, is, is thin to it's be very thin, honest. thin, yeah. Yeah. But but when it's done with love and it's not you know because so then my gift to him is that when he told me he was too tired to go karate I didn't mm. push him again.
0: That and that is that's big because you know put myself in actually I think in my mind a bit no you're going to karate because in that is the lesson mm. and you're going to but, learn in karate how tired yeah. you are that's the lesson. But
1: but if you if you don't know your kid's limits yeah you you will push them into a dark place mm. and into unhealthy ways of coping so you know, you break your relationship. So I think the lesson was the lesson. He Mm. did the inclines. He understood karate for the next time and it's it's all good, you know? Mm. And I think you got a, there isn't like a book of like one-on-one equals. It's always just slightly just listening and then knowing when to push and knowing when to pull, Mm. knowing when to hug him. So anytime we have a moment, I I make sure I give him an authentic embrace at the end of it. It's never just left as like, go to your bed. You're. It's always like, come here. And now he doesn't want to, but I don't care. I kiss him all the time. He hates it. All over his face, his forehead. He just gets it. He's like, you're uh, trying to be too cool for me right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You spoke about that, that inner, fighting those inner, uh, those instincts as a, as, a, as a parent, especially as a father, like culturally. What else have you had to unlearn? Because I'm going, I'm going, me and my wife, you know, we, we're going through that now in terms mm. of our parenting and we had a conversation the other day about the war between internal parenting, this is what I want to do as an individual, as a parent versus culturally what I know we do. Mm. And those two constantly warring together and then trying to understand, okay, you know, what do you want to create in the home? What mm. have you had to kind of unlearn culturally um, as a parent?
1: I, I think. I think, uh, you know, my mom. My mom was mad cool, man. She was just her, her punishments were really sophisticated. They weren't. They weren't <laughs> basic. So, you know, and she. But she was always always love. And I think that's where I get the core of it from. Oh. I think a lot of my unlearning is about what's possible. Okay. Th- that that's my area. Like I do want my child to be a little bit entitled. You know, I want him to feel confident just to walk into a room and be like, yeah, why do, why can't I get quote a million for my business that day? I want it you know and i think i had i when i grew up i grew up with so many can'ts and don'ts like I, I just you know my world was so small like my my world view was just like i want to get a job at sainsbury's and, and i hope they pay me you know i like the idea of, of shelf stacking what's interesting is like self um uh sainsbury's actually didn't hire me sainsbury's in dawson for anyone i used to know it's where the uh what's it in there now it used to be peacock oh, I can't what's there now lord is it mns now oh yeah um <laughs> That, that used to be a Sainsbury's way back in the day. And I used to dream about working there. Like, dream, It was the most amazing job. It was calm. It was like, you go there, you stack shelves. It's so peaceful. You get everything placed in the front, <laughs> all that stuff. And I, and I remember I wrote my application form. That's when that used to be application form. And I didn't get the job. And then I got a job at Waitrose in Belgravia uh, in, like, maybe five years later. I might have been 21. And it, it was a great job. Like I took a lot of pride in, I was, I was in charge of fruit and veg. I took a significant amount of pride in doing it. I, I think manual work is just important. Even if you're, you know, I do a lot of mental work, but I'd I like to have one thing. Like now I'm, I'm like redoing, I'm doing some furniture. I, I really enjoy just doing manual things. It just, it's a nice adjustment. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's what I really wanted. To be honest, I wanted to work there. So anything after that has always been a bonus, and I've always been really relaxed about whatever else came after that because I didn't think I was going to be anything. To be honest, so it's it's a bit of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Love that. Big up to everyone that's joined us so far for Twenty One Questions. So far, we've actually raised ten pound for Mind Charity. Come on, Uh, let's let's rock it rack it up. We've been chatting with uh, Marvin Harrison just about parenting, childhood so far. Um, and I wanted, time's talking the hardest, I wanted to talk about killing your parents.
1: <laughs> you did some Googling. <laughs>
0: killing your parents. I really love this concept. And um, who did you, was this from Robert Greene?
1: I'm not even sure where it's from.
0: Yeah anymore break it down for us killing your parents how everybody
1: there's a particular word that's missing that fundamentally like it's okay. like less scary which okay. is symbolically uh, symboli- <laughs> symbolically kill your, yeah, don't forgot, kill your parents yeah i forgot this is gonna go up <laughs>
0: it's gonna
1: be on the line no, um, my mom at home now like sim- uh,
0: symbolically killing your parents tell us why um, everyone needs to kind of come to that kind of stage
1: in their relationship so it was this understanding here yeah, that like as adults, we, we still have our children in us. Mm. And so sometimes as adults, when we're around our parents, we become children again. But in the present day, you're a grown ass man. <laughs> and like, but you're, you're acting like a child and your wife and your children are watching you become a child in that moment. You can't lead your family from the perspective of a child. And so we asked this question to a couple of people where it was like, ah, oh, if you had to choose between your child, yourself, your mum, or your wife, mm. a lot of people had their mums as number one. Oh. And I was like, I'm going to be authentic. I'm number one. <laughs> like, I'm number one, for sure. Now, what people think that self-selfishness is about, or that, that, that self-interest is, is like at the cost of everybody else. It's not the cost of everybody mm. else. I'm not, my child won't be hungry and homeless do you know what I mean as a result of me prioritizing myself but I am the vehicle that's gonna raise him mm. so if I don't look after my vehicle he won't have anything to look to anyway has sure. he got left yes yeah. and so <laughs> I you know I always prioritize myself and then I think it's about the unit so how me and Nina co-parent and then the children under the, those conditions will be prioritized they will get that love yeah. they will get all the lessons that they need they don't need to be number one it's absurd that a child can be number one with grown people around we have we're, we're the ones that sh- that's like you know Break it, managing back. the shit. so the idea of symbolic in your killing your parents is that the idea of you being a child and then being your mummy has to die off you know like at some point you're authentically grown and in your own decision maker you can't be paying mortgages and then go to your mum's house and be like you know <laughs> Become small and you're scared to speak. Oh, she's like rude to your to your wife and you can't say, uh-uh, zero tolerance. I remember this, my grand's passed away now. And she was, her story is a whole next thing. And I remember uh, my brother's wedding. Incredible. We all went to uh, Sunderland or North, uh, Northumberland and we all went up there, had an amazing time. We're in this like, minivan, bus and joke all the way up. On the way back up the day after the wedding, uh, my wife is coming into the car, but she's like a little bit slow so my grand says something to her now my grand is a g i love this woman so much but like you know as, as a man it was unfair for her to speak to her that way So i had to stay say something like and, and it's no disrespect to my grandmother but like i am a man in my own right there are ways that you engage with the family that i've created and i, I have to manage that i stand by that and so sometimes you know people create a family then go into their wider family, become a child, and wonder why their partners don't see them in the power that they should see them. Like, you can't be fearful at that point because you've got to be able to provide and, and protect them mm. to the nth degree, regardless. Like, mm. the way she has to protect me, I have to protect them. Yeah, so for, for me, it's just like the idea of symbolically killing you disconnects that child in you from them as as adults, because you know your parents then go into a child state of their own when they get older, mm. Do you know what i mean there 's things you 've got to do for them that 's like more more paternal than what they can do for you, and that 's mm. fine that 's what the cycle of all that is about, but i 'm pretty pretty clear that like you know you, ha- you can 't be a, a child and, and be married because you it won 't work <laughs> I love it, yeah
0: no I, I, remember, I remember hearing you say that, and I thought, wow, it is. It is deep, it is deep because that, it's that element of mother, father. Sometimes that label and that title is more powerful than it actually is. Mm. Because in reality, reality mum and dad are Sarah and John. Mm. They're just, they're, they're children who are just bigger. They're just, they were, <laughs> and when they were bigger, we were smaller. So we always mm. revered them and looked up to them. But in reality, when you strip it all away, you strip away the labels. They have their own issues, insecurities, faults, failings. So this mum, so does dad. And so as we grow up and we get to that same almost height, mm. it's almost like there is that shed in the way of, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. You, you mean you make mistakes too? You mean you're, you haven't got this all together? Well, I have, like I, well, I have as well, you know.
1: I, th- I think it comes down to like our inability at times as people to be present. So... And everyone, everyone's got this friend where, like, they talk about women and they call them girls. It's like, yeah, I saw some girls over there. I saw some girls at carnival. But he's 40. <laughs> and, like, like, the language hasn't updated because you're still in the state of, like, I'm 17 going to carnival. Mm. You haven't, you ha- you're not in the present with us. You're not with us in the moment of realising that you're a grown-ass man and you're speaking to a woman. Not females, <laughs> yeah. like, a woman. And so... It happens in our language. Like you, can, you can reveal elements of like where your head's at. Mm. And it's deeply subconscious. And so when you become present to it, you realize how much you create from that position. Mm. So I, I, you know, I, couldn't, I wouldn't go on a date with a girl. Even the language tells me that there's a disconnect between, you know, that's wild. So mm. I, I think it's not wild. It's just important. Mm. It's urgent. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're in a marriage right now, and especially if you've got kids, it's just, it's urgent. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I won't keep you for too long There's a few more things I want to ask um, <laughs> Bro, you, I'm
1: here, you know I'm, I'm like, this is, After this act, I go to bed anyway Because I'm already like the bridge of my bedtime But I'm committed to you and whatever oh, you need cool, So cool. let me know um, you,
0: uh, you said this quote You said, I have to be open to the idea So you have to be open to the idea That you will never fully be healed And that you're always A work in progress And, you know, going through your Twitter and just hearing you speak on so many different platforms, you seem someone who's really, really invested in the inner work and doing that inner work. Why, for you, is that so important?
1: I think because it's it's actually quite addictive, to be honest, Mm. because the second you accept that you're not perfect, everything becomes an interesting journey, Mm. actually. So as I said, like, I go through a work stream I come back out and I present myself and I live authentically, freely, openly, you know, and then you get some rucks and some bubbles because you, you know, certain things didn't necessarily go the way you want. Then you go and consider some new things and you realize like the depths of some of these traumas and some practices that are really healthy. I've I've been fortunate enough to obviously go through series of counseling, therapy. I've had psychologists, I've had mediums, I've had Vipassana, done tons of meditation. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the only way that I could ever consider existing. Mm. Like, for me, this realm that I'm in is fun. It's fun. Where, whatever happens, I'm prepared. Mm. Like, and I go to the mountains, and then, and even though I say that, like, it's not even always a physical place, but I go to the mountains and reconnect to the values. And I realize that I have to have a significant amount of discipline. So, my realm right now is about discipline. Mm. Like, how much time I spent places, where do I go, you know, what do I eat? Right now, I'm, I'm practicing vegan um, for 30 days just to test my resolve. Like, I, I need to be disciplined. I can't be emotionally led. I can't be led by false narratives and, like, misinformation. i got to really be able to be in my own zone mm-hmm. and, and be comfortable in my own isolation, which is a new thing for me. I would never have spent the amount of time I spent alone than I have this year. This year, wow. I've just been, like a guy in the world. Normally I'm surrounded by things, people, missions, Yeah. you know, I have a big team, but right now I, listen, if I'm not, if I'm not home by nine, I'm itching. Like I depart. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that departs. I'll leave. I'll leave wherever I'm at. I got to go. And, and so I go home and I isolate. I say isolate, but I retreat and I, and I go and heal and I reconcile with my day. And I look at myself. I, I try to commit some sort of act of love to myself like mm. every day. Cause when you don't love yourself, you find yourself in positions that just don't make sense. Because mm. you have you, know? a, you
0: have a self care
1: list. Hell yes. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Like it's um, got twenty seven things on it, but like oh. you know, and it, and it could be anything. Like right now, I just went to MS and just run a mock. That's a part of it, man. Like <laughs> How much did you spend? I think I spent about I said twenty three pounds. Okay. But MS that's easy. That's about six things, man. <laughs> but like <laughs> you know got, just 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 having those things and accessing today that's what i wanted to give my child i went my inner self i needed that today mm,
0: like, yeah.
1: some some days I like and it's funny because tali from dope black queers who's incredible like i've never met a woman like this in my life but she has a steely stillness to her that's powerful as hell and one time on a call we was all doing introductions and she was like i'm tali quatin and uh I'm here just, uh, what does it say? I'm just here feeding my inner child and her wishes. I was like, oh, what? That sounds so sick. I want to do that. And, and, and it's something that I've started to incorporate because there was two trains of thoughts at the time. There was one, do you create a person? This is quite deep, but like, there's an idea that we all create a person to survive the life that we live in and then you take that person who's based on the eight-year-old version of you into adult themes and it doesn't work. So then you have to actually redesign who you are as an adult mm. based on the values. And I was like, is that my work stream right now, to be this person and be disciplined on my values of the modern day? Or is it about just feeding my inner child for like a whole year?
0: Mm. Jeez, what would that be like?
1: Just like eating what I want, going where I want to go, sleeping and napping when I want to sleep, talking to who I want to talk to, go to play, like me and my kids play like we're age mates. I have moments of those things, and I, I, I've, I've rediscovered that this year. So that that that's what my mission is. I just want to be a child for a period of time. Mm. I've committed enough to the to you know the, the concept adult. of adulthood. <laughs> oh, I want to feed this guy. Like my 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 six year old self just wanted hugs, man. I had a whole relationship with hugs. Mm. It was hilarious. That's what made me go to a lot of my coaching was just. I had, a, I had a desire to be hugged and held in a way, but I couldn't ask for it for some reason. Mm. And it was just a weird thing. Like, I just, I, just wanted, I wanted hugs from everybody. I just needed to be held. And I couldn't, I couldn't find the words for it. And then someone was just like, why do not you just, just ask? I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you know, he's like, some has got to people and be like, can I, can I hug you? They're like, <laughs> what? But... Yeah, just ask, man. Well, it's but it's like so, you said,
0: we learn too much. We learn that that request in the adult world is viewed upon in a certain way, and so we hope. And, um, we hold and it back
1: authentically it. is like, mm. do you know what's funny? Yeah, is that I feel in my mind I'm this tiny, small, fun, light, you know, person, and but I, I've had to come to realize that I'm actually a presence. Like as a man, it can be deemed as threatening. It can be deemed as like a like. It, it took me ages to get that. Because I'm just so in my mind, I'm just so like, la-di-da-di-da, what's going on? ha 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 just busting around. <laughs> I think everything's light, but people carry real challenges around. So I've got to move in a way that's like slightly different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like It's funny because I was in South Africa once and um, I got up. So I was having a conversation with someone who was annoying me and I got up and they cowered. And I, I was like, why would you cower? What do you think I was going to fucking do to you? Are you stupid? Like, I would never in a million years. But they're like, yeah, but you're so big. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, but how would that add to that, though? I was, so, I was so upset and self-indulged. I was like, how dare you call me? But it, 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 it just is, man. That's how the world is. And when yeah. people carry things from their past, like, you, you, you don't know. So you've got to be mindful and just yeah. be aware of, like, your presence at all times. That's really difficult because my insides tell me, like, I'm, I'm vibes it's jokes, like, well, go on, you know, so, but that may not be what people are experiencing, so, mm. yeah, it's a thing that I'm very aware of.
0: This is amazing stuff, man. Does it, does it ever get exhausting, though, um, doing the inner work, and, and, and you know, going, going to the mountains, realising what happens in the mountains, bringing it back to the adult world, acting it out, realising, wow, this is working, and then another rock comes along, and you're like, oh, I've got to go back to the mountains again does it ever get exhausting doing that consistent self-work
1: it does Uh, i'm exhausted now but like i'm just committed Mm. i'm just committed and um i say it's exhausting from the sense of when things repeat and you think you've figured it out and they repeat and you're like how the hell did this i changed the thing and the thing (laughs) and you know you start when you start talking like that you know you need to go to the mountains but like um but then w- when things go wrong, it's really difficult, man. Mm. Because obviously, we always believe the best in ourselves and the worst in others, you know? <laughs> and so when, I, when I'm sitting there feeling like I'm providing, you know, I'll sit there and be like, I've just given you jobs and money. And, and, and all they really wanted was they wanted a friend. They wanted a hug. They wanted, you know, to feel safe. Mm. They wanted to be connected to me. Like, I can't make people feel safe. My, my goal button is on a next thing. I, that's not what I do. I'm here to test you. That's what my presence in your life will be, is to push you to the best of you. Mm. The like warm, fuzzy, let's all kumbaya. It may happen along the way, mm. but it's not the, the premise of my existence. It's not an energy and a frequency that I have tapped into really well. So, you know, but around me, you will be pushed and you will do a crazy, amazing things. You may cry so much, I'll cry with you. And we'll hug out in that moment. But other than that, let's go do some dope amazing things. That's my 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 mantra. So, you know, that that's an awareness that I have now, but I didn't always have. And so it used to cause a lot of challenge for me, man.
0: Jeez. Mm, I mean talking about doing the dope amazing things. Um I, back in the day going to Sunday show was like um was because I remember I used to always go with Diana when we were friends. And,
1: um... <laughs> I see you, bro. You thought she said she's going to enemy shows, bro, because she was a friend of Kojo at the time, so it was, was cool. <laughs>
0: and we were going to the show, and it was just, it was like a Sunday ritual. And, you know, there's a way that you described Sunday show once, which was a factory of performances. And I wonder, <laughs> for you, what, what need do you think, or do you feel that the Sunday show was fulfilling back then for people? That made it so popular and grow.
1: Yeah, so so it's funny because the story of Sunday Show was, I went to Kojo Funhouse and I couldn't get in one time. <laughs> I feel like Chris Rock or somebody mad was there, and I turned up Sexy Man late. Kojo and I have been always been cool, so you know it's not uncommon that I would try, but it, it was just long, and I was like me. And- I think it might have been me and Lapa, but it's me and somebody was just like, ah, wow, you know. It's <laughs> like, oh, I, well, well, I did not
0: want to go in anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had this idea about, you know, when you're 25 and you stop raving for the first time, you're like, I'm so mature. I didn't rave anymore. I, I go to parties and I drink wine and cheese. Like My first consciousness as a 25-year-old. So I had this event called I Hate Raven, mm. And it was just counterculture to raving. And it was about sit down you have a drink and that like, comedy and all this kind of thing. So I'd met Jamie Howard from Comedy Funhouse and I was like I want to watch you every week you're hilarious. You say things you're brave. I like how I think I'm funny, he's funny. So I put uh, we we did the show together. <laughs> no. It was before that I hosted the first show. Wow. It was a mess. <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. I was wearing like some Zara white shirt and grey jumper combo Zara with, with grey trousers and sharp shoes. It was a madness. It was a madness. <laughs> so it, it wasn't beautiful. And so um, and then the second one I got Jamie to host it, and then uh, we did a couple of them, like four, and then it was like, let's move it to a Sunday because I did it on a Saturday. It was like, don't go raving, go here. Then we did it on a Saturday and I met with Napa. We did his birthday party together. Um, and, then, and then we did Sunday Show. We just did it together and called it Sunday Show. And so it created like a place to go for the next generation of people coming. So the alumni of Sunday Show is an all-star cast. like Ooh. London Hughes, Jamie Howard, Little Man, KG, Mo, Ace and Viz, DJ Slick, Dr. Cosmic, like it's proper everyone around it like taser and taser and aaron fontaine used to do like opinionated there which was like their discussion show and then like uh matthew Bridgeman was like on my team uh which uh sorry Rich castillo. castillo um was like he's the comedian guy he he was like in the team as well there's people now that are from sunday It's like a generation of people who are probably 30-odd ashley jade who was our photographer is an incredible director right. It's just like it was just an alumni of that generation, and everyone came and used it as their playground to mm. test their concepts, to meet people, to connect, to date women, whatever, I'm, and men. But like, largely, it was just like a, it was a particular culture and generation of people. Mm. Um, and so I think it just provided a home for the next generation of people, and I think that was it. Mm. Um, and we were very lucky to have, incre- like Ed Sheeran, oh, yeah. Daily, Retch Free 2, we did some incredible shows with Getz. Uh, I guess is like one of my favorite people in the whole universe, by the way. But like, we he, he used to host these shows and bring everybody down for us, and he'd be like, "Mother, I need to make some money," and I'd be like, "Yeah, what's going on, bro?" He's like, "Look, let's just this Sunday, I'm gonna get everyone to come." But look, I need this number, and he would just he, he would like turn up and he would bring everyone, and it would be the packed show ever. Like we would had 700 people, mm-hmm. lines around the corner. It was just a really beautiful time, but it was really authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I was talking to my friend Twin the other day about this, and it was just like. I didn't actually... We, we weren't doing it with a mission in mind. Mm. I think the, like, the view on, on promoters was always about that like, promoters having an agenda that like, money or girls. None of those things matter to me. Like, I used to have this spreadsheet which was like, this time of year, this type of artist, this price point, how many people turned up? Like, that's what my mind was on. It was just like... It was just a, I wanted to know the formula. So if I get Richard and Eddie mm. to perform and it's £5 pound before, whatever... Like seven hundred and eight people. Okay, cool. And so we just kept on playing with this. I that never forget it. one time me and Napa had an argument about booking one twelve, and I was like, oh, a "What? God. Yeah, no." Like we won, we wanted, We basically did Black Street, yeah, and we got burnt because it was not the real Black Street, and everyone, <laughs> everyone had aggression. So it wasn't like it wasn't the real Black Street. There was one guy from Black Street and three other guys who weren't Black Street. And like, they were trying to move so fast <laughs> so that no one could see their face. It was like, <laughs> and so they were like, yeah, we've got 112. I was like, we ain't doing 112. That's dumb. So no, anyway, so he wins. That's my brother, by the way. Napa. like He wins and, and we do the show. And we, we literally had our biggest attendance ever. We had like 800 people turn up wow. um, in sound. And it was just incredible. So we just, we just was really passionate about curating experiences mm. and stuff like that more than anything else
0: what was the what show was the one where you said "Nah, this is the last one
1: uh there was one yeah and i won't mention their names but there was two artists or two groups of artists who had real beef that we didn't know okay. so there's a point that me and napa used to be we kind of run out of ideas because we had booked everyone at this point we had a marion j cole oh we had there, everyone you could think of we did a party with nikki drake we did a party with uh, we did a concert with Rick Ross. We were just doing everything. And there was no room left of what to think of. So we just started doing, let's call all of our friends up and like, do my team versus your team. And we'll just play random games and do shit. And so we brought these two artists together. And um, they obviously didn't like each other, but I didn't know that. And then and we, neither of us knew that. And then, so they, I think uh, somewhere in the break near the end, one of their entourage started fighting. And I genuinely thought this was going to be someone was going to die it was like a very long protracted fight that had chairs blood it was just violent it was bad (laughs) and girls were like cowering and running and i I think that day it changed the mood around us we just got too big and you know it just it just got too much Mm. and it was kind of the beginning of the end really like we we went on for maybe another 18 months but i think that was the moment where it was like i don't know how long this can continue yeah yeah um and I evolved. I was getting married. I just, I just had evolved from wanting to do events, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think? What has your thoughts been on you seeing Mo from the beginning beginning to where he is now? What are your thoughts on his, you know, Mo Gilligan? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I have a great relationship because I feel like, and this is my view, he's more than obviously welcome to have his, is that he, he came in at a point where Jamie Howard, London Hughes, and Little Man they they wanted to do more and it, like we had three great we basically had the best three wherever you can think of so we had Durant we had Harden and we had Kyrie Irving mm. and London was like by the way London Hughes is one of my favorite female comedians period i think she was so brilliant and she she forced her way into that trio and forced her way to be a real credible thing but it got to a point where everyone was slightly too big everyone wanted more we was like 100 people in a bar somewhere and so they left the show um and then you know we had ace and viz for a little while and like nappa wanted ace and viz and i wanted mo and there was just something about him where he was young which was important but he just had a really interesting worldview and he was into like the grime, he would do music bits and just really brilliant comedian. And so we, we brought him on and for like five and a half years, he just nailed like every week when he didn't turn up, people would complain. Like it was that, it was that good. Um, So he's always been brilliant. And it's like, I I would never say anything like I found him or made him or if it weren't for me, because that, that's not, it, it's not even remotely true. He's, mm. He was always probably going to be someone because he just had it. But I do. I'm so honoured to have shared a space with him. To be honest, there's a couple of people like that. that I just feel really honoured that at a time we coexisted, mm. um, and we just I met some incredible people. So it, yeah, it's a really, really fun time for me.
0: I remember if he wasn't coming, we were not coming. I like we remember like Dan would be like, oh, we're we to Sunday show." And we'd be like, "Okay, cool." So who's on the bill? We wouldn't actually look at the names, we look at the host.
1: Mm -hmm. That's interesting.
0: If Mo is hosted, it covers everything. It's fine. Because um, (laughs) there'll be times where someone will perform, it will be below par, but you're just waiting for Mo to come and comment on this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, to see him, and the thing, I think one thing about it, he just hasn't stopped being him just hasn't stopped being the true authentic Mo and
1: he, even
0: whether it's you know behind, who's was it behind the mask or mask whatever it is um, mm. selling out shows author and I think that's a beautiful thing having people in our community who you can see their inception to where they are now and you can actually attest to that individual and say yep that's him that's how yeah. you know how always been. We used to
1: have this thing called fuck that joke whenever a joke wouldn't drop and he'd be like fuck that joke and everyone would just feel like "Ah!" (laughs) he just he just I think I've never known a a chemistry like that with an audience and intimacy and so he did it. he did his first one man show Um, yeah and there's a point where like I I wasn't managing per se but like I was I told him that I got your back in this because the thing about that it was always like promoters would always try it and Mm. so they would have to go through me to get him so it just meant the money was proper they looked after him they respected him um and yeah, for us, he just killed it. He, he made our show what it was for that time. And we had obviously now like six incredible hosts. But I think, for, you know, the legacy of him was just the one that really coincided with us. Yeah. Really.
0: thank you for that. Last question for you today. Um, I don't know if you buy into this, but you can tell me. Um, how important is legacy to you? And what legacy are you trying to leave?
1: so i'm authentically not interested in that mm. and i think there's a deep connection to like ego and legacy mm. where you believe that like what you do must mean something i think i just want to I, I actually just want to enjoy my existence you know um and the closest that echo that i have that kind of speaks to that is just like what can i create for my children what's the minimum level of experience i care about that a lot but i i, I I don't have a a passion about what I leave behind, to be honest. I don't overthink it. Because I I look at, and it's funny, because there was a point where like DMX died, Shock G died, uh, Black Rob died, and a couple people died, and I was just like the the kind of inauthentic people coming out who were around to help these people who didn't care, because they, they weren't hot and they didn't mean anything. Like, and it really made me think about in that sense, like I can't be connected to those things you know i I think i've evolved myself maybe five times in different ways like i've reoccurred in different things from g-hop to sunday show to you know advertising to dope black now beloved like i've just you know i evolve authentically where i'm at and i create things from where i am Mm. and then whatever that creates and i feel like i've shared space with a lot of incredible people Mm. and is i think it's because there's just something about what I what I create and I don't want to overthink it and then like burden it. Do you know what I mean? So I I I I don't (laughs) critique anybody who is connected to a legacy. I'm more just about, you know, I want to create an incredible experience for myself. I want to be really good at what I do. I want to be really honourable in my interactions. I want to be able to sleep incredibly well at night. And I think that that's what I've achieved today is like that that peace. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
0: Well bro your bonus question is uh do you have a question for me
1: Yeah bro like <laughs> do, like be if easy, you think easy. how no, but how did you manage to make Jesus so incredibly cool first and foremost <laughs> you you changed my whole understanding of like music from that perspective oh, wow. I, w- I would i would 1000 park it as a like oh, okay but you 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 literally lit my existence up in that moment it made me really think about quite a lot of things i, I i'm very hard to move because i think i've seen a lot mm. and it's, it's eroded that like discovery of a lot of things but i do remember seeing you in kicc i remember it's commission right or the mm. commission yeah commission Wow. and i remember i remember i remember walking in and just seeing because I, I i'm gonna be really honest and i don't want to be judged okay i was there based on a girl so it was a <laughs> woman who had, who had brought me to this environment and i was obviously trying to be very passionate and connected to the things that she was connected to and i was you know considering what my next steps were going to be and there was an array of artists and not all of them were as impactful as you were and you lit a match. It, it changed how I felt about oh. the evening. It made me think about like, music in a different way. And I've always kept an eye on what you've done since. Mm. Do, how do you reflect on that time like, as, a, as an artist? Um, or do you think if you came out today, it would be different?
0: Do you know what? I, I always think about that period in time, you know, when sometimes in this time, wanting to recreate that time. But just realising that I really feel that God orchestrated what we did for that time, and it was that time that it was needed. It was it was you walking in at that time. It was somebody at the back that needed to hear something different. And I think over the years, so many people have mentioned, oh, I used to listen to you, or that song really touched me. And it just made me know that, okay, well, we were the soundtrack for people's lifestyle at that time. And that's mm. what it, and I think I've I've come to terms with that. And rather than try and recreate it, just appreciate it for what it was then and how we helped. And if it helps anybody in any way, amazing, because I think that's all we wanted to do. We just wanted to make music that could relate to people and make sense. Mm. Because growing up, I, you know, as a Christian in a Christian home, I didn't like gospel music because I just, I, I couldn't connect with it. it. It seemed too polished, too clean, too perfect. God, we worship you. I love you. I was like, no, I'm still mm. having struggles of even believing. So I'm wanting to make music that I could connect with. And I think in turn, it just connected with you know, so
1: many other people. Mm. That's and, powerful, man. I mean, yeah. Sick, bro. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I was really enjoying that, bro. bro just,
0: like, thank you for your time, man. I seriously appreciate it. I know it's late. But um, uh, thank you, everyone, that has joined us. 21 question. We've raised £20 for Mind Charity. Are you mad? Big up to everyone that... Get had that
1: money in. The ballers that come through, bro. <laughs> you Let did. them know they can donate to me as well, bro. I've got, I got bills. i got overheads. Donate we, to me. we got bills out here. <laughs> uh, but Marvin,
0: thank you, man. You know,
1: thank you, King. whatever
0: you need, you know, I'm here. And um, love you
1: loads and love to the family and everything. Love you too, bro. Let's definitely catch up, though. We, we did a little impromptu last-minute gathering last week. Okay. So good. I haven't seen no one for 18 months. So it was so I was so gassed. You know, you're like, yeah, like hanging out with the dad. So yeah, definitely try and come to the next one, bro. No
0: way. Sure. Thank Bye. you so much. I'll speak to you now. All right, bro. Guys, thank you for joining us for twenty-one questions. Let us know in the comment section how you found it. Uh, if it was of any benefit to you, if there's anything that stuck out. If it's your first time, don't worry. We um as soon as we finish this, we put this on the front of our page so make sure you're following so that you can watch it back or you can share it or send it to whoever you feel might benefit from it but thank you so much for joining us rafael says great show thank you Juliet, i see you in the building uh, internet Pro, thank you for your comments and contributing to the conversation really appreciate that yemi banks you were in the building today thank you so much uh who else have we got um coralie are oh, good to see you Big up Hassan, big up everyone that joined us, man, very much appreciated. Made on Purpose UK, loved it, I want to hear your music now. You want to hear my music? All right, well, I'm going to put in the comment section, ICIE, if you put that on Spotify. Uh, Or you can just put that into YouTube. Um, Made on Purpose, you can check that out, ICIE, and yeah, all my music is there if you want. to Check it out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for such a great evening and for joining us. I very, very much appreciate that. Uh, We're going to be back here next Thursday, 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah, I think we've got another guest coming. Um, Please join our mailing list. We've got our events coming out. I'd love to see you in person. So jump onto the link in our bio, click on the mailing list um, so that you can be given the heads up on tickets when they come out and you can join us for an amazing more amazing conversations, all right? Until then, check out season one, check out season two by checking out um, our IGTV channel and platform, all right? Um, Take care, guys. God bless
1: your hearts. I'm IC. This is The Sit Down UK. Peace.